Hey guys, it's your boy Super Jojo back at it, back at it again with your favorite show, Food for Thought. Now, today, guys, we're going to be talking about something so interesting. I think it's really interesting, and I'm going to explain it using an analogy. Let's say you're a guy, just for this example, even if you're a girl, let's say you're a guy, and you standing in a train, right? Now, a beautiful woman come, comes and, and stands next to you. Let me say, beautiful, beautiful, right? Now... Instead of asking her for her number, which is the logical thing to do, you say, actually, can I take a selfie with you, right? So you take a selfie with her and you post it on social media. And fair enough, you do get something like, let's say, 500 more followers because of that picture. Now, 10 years down the line, I can guarantee you, you, you would have even forgotten about that, that picture you took with her. But if you had chosen to actually talk to her and speak to her and converse with her and get her number, maybe 10 years down the line, you would have married her. But your ignorance in that moment, your ignorance in that time, in that, in that specific time, has actually blocked you from a, from a potential lifelong fruitful relationship. So this is the problem that I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about the price that we are paying for living on the internet. I'm going to talk about how it affects our human interactions, and how it might lead to the loss of what makes us human, our humanity, our ability to converse, our ability to get to know someone rather than just take a selfie with them. That is what I'm going to be talking about today. Stay tuned. Online on your smartphone or on your favorite podcast app, this is the JJC Podcast Experience. Okay, guys. So, in 1983, my man Robert Kahn and, and another person called Vinton Kerf, these two people were actually scientists. And they decided to make a protocol for how data can be transferred between multiple networks. And researchers at that point started creating the network of networks. And now in 1990, a guy called Tim Berners-Lee invented the World, Wide, the World Wide Web, and this actually helped popularize the internet. So, what's the internet? Well, in simple terms, it's a global network of computers, or in other words, a network of networks. So, why is it tied in with social media? Well, the internet and social media actually were birthed in the 20th century during a time called the Digital Revolution. Here we saw inventions like the internet, big data, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, drones, and so much more. But why I say that the internet is tied with social media is because during the time um, of the Digital Revolution, we saw the implementation of personal computing and this enabled social media and the internet basically to take place. So literally the internet and um, social media were birthed by the same mother. But, but they, they, they're like brothers and sisters. They were birthed both in the womb of the digital revolution. So what's social media? Well, basically it's a website or application that enables users to create and share content. 
So that is basically the only theory part and I thought it was important that you understand what it is so when I talk about it you understand what I'm talking about. JJC Podcast Experience bringing you the content, the stories and the insights. Now I'm going to talk about the price we're paying for living on the internet. The first thing I'm going to talk about is the power of being bored. The power of being bored. Now, this story that I'm about to tell you, in order to understand it, we must go back to Stanford. Now, a student at Stanford called Reggie Brown was sitting on his couch in his dorm room and he was conversing with his friends David and Zach. Now, as they're conversing, Reggie Brown was like, wow, I wish there was a way that I could send photos that can disappear. And David and Zach chuckled and laughed, and they continued with the convo. But then Reggie Brown withdrew from the conversation, and he was lost in thought. Emphasis on, he was lost in deep thought. Then, suddenly, he had, he had like a brainwave. And he jumped up and he ran down the hall to look for his friend Ivan Spiegel. He didn't find him and he ran to, to, to Ivan Spiegel's dorm room and he burst the door open and surely there was Ivan. And he said, dude, I have an awesome idea. What if there was an app where you could send disappearing photos? Immediately Ivan was in, was, was in love with the idea. It would be a, a, a private network rather than a social network. And now, let's fast forward down the line. Today, that company has a net worth of 22 billion USD. And its origin started from that idea that that student had sitting in his dorm room. Today, you might know this company as, as, as Snapchat. Now, an idea is created in your mind before it's created in reality. That's why Reggie Brown, he was lost in thought. And that's how he came across the, the idea of Snapchat, from being lost in thought. But the problem is nowadays that we actually never bored because we're always on Netflix, we're always on YouTube, we're always on social media. There's so many ways to avoid boredom, but that's the essence of how ideas are created, by being bored. Let me give you another example. Let's go back to Sir Isaac Newton, the father of modern-day physics. Now, Sir Isaac Newton is sitting underneath a tree, right? And he is lost in thought. Do you see the comparison here? Reggie Brown, founder of Snapchat, was lost in thought. Sir Isaac Newton was also lost in thought. Anyway, let's continue with the story. Sir Isaac Newton, sitting under trees, lost in thought. And story has it that an apple falls on his head. And then he wonders... What if the same force that's pulling the apple to the ground is the same force that pulls the moon towards the earth? And that's how he came up with the theory of gravity. That's where the idea started. And he ended up writing the universal law of gravitation. And without that, we wouldn't be able to send people to space today because we wouldn't even know the implications of gravity. And how can you send someone to space without knowing the implications of gravity? But... What I'm saying is, can you imagine, let's say Sir Isaac Newton was sitting, under, um, was sitting underneath this tree, and then the apple hit his head, then he took out his cell phone, and he went on Twitter, 
and he was like, hashtag just got hit by, by an apple on the head, hashtag lol, hashtag Newton's day, put his phone back in his pocket and moved on with his life. We wouldn't know what gravity is today. So that's the problem with the internet and social media. It is give it, because of the internet and social media, we, we are boardless. We, we have less time just to, you know, do nothing. Just to relax without our phones and, and just think and be lost in thought. As we've seen with Reggie Brown and Sir Isaac Newton, we're just one of a few of many examples. Being bored is very, very important. And most of the time when you're bored, you daydream. And that's when so many ideas pop into people's heads. So... When I talk about the power of being bored, I'm saying that our mind, when we're bored, it runs away like an untamed lion. But because of social media, because of things like Snapchat, Netflix, Instagram, and all these online platforms, we have less opportunities to be bored. And that's the problem. The JJC Podcast Experience. Bringing you the content, the stories, and the insights. We aspire to empower the voice of the unheard. Now, guys, I'm going to talk about the death of your social life. The death of your social life. Now, let's just use this analogy. I, I went to go get my ID um, earlier on this year. And I won't lie, it was a long process. I, I think I waited in that queue for like, what, minimum of three hours. So, just imagine, you're sitting now, right? No, not even sitting because you stand. You're standing at, 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 at home affairs, right? And then let's say someone, like a lady comes and stands next to you. And then now that this lady is, is, is standing next to you, you go, hey, how are you? And then she goes, she goes, I'm good. Then you ask her, actually, how old are you? And then she says, um, I'm actually like 22 years old. And then you're like, wow, you age so well. I wouldn't even say that you're old enough to get your ID. And she smiles. And then that's how relationships are built. Then from there, now you guys can establish a relationship. And not even like a romantic relationship. Like more in terms of a friendship. Now that's how, that's how friendships are start. Friendships and, and romantic relationships and all types are, of, of relationships start with small interactions. That actually get built up into bigger relationships. So it starts with small interactions that grow into relationships. Now, can you just imagine if you were standing there at, 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 at home affairs and then instead of asking her like um, how she was and conversing with her, instead you just decided to go on your phone and text the whole time. Now, that's fruitful, lifelong relationship that could have been developed wasn't because of your ignorance, because of your internet usage at that moment. It shielded you from a potential lifelong relationship. Or let's say even worse, um, let's say you do end up um, talking to her, but she doesn't even hear you because her earphones are on and she's listening to, to the mix that Spotify has generated for her. Now, again, that lifelong relationship, that fruitful relationship between the two of you will never ever take place because of both of your ignorance in that moment. 
So this, when I talk about the death of your social life, I'm not only talking about how it affects your current relationships, but I'm also talking about how it affects the relationships that you could have had. I'm talking about the relationships that you never got to have because of, of the internet and social media. Now, I like to talk about a simple phenomenon. It's called built-in person, maintained online. Simple. Relationships are built in person and they are maintained online. So now, if you're always online, firstly, you, ne- you, 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 ne- you neglect your ability to build relationships with the people who you are with at that moment. Then now, when it comes to maintaining those relationships online, there's little to maintain because the foundation of the relationship that you built in person is weak. So, as a, as a result, your, your, your social life is almost, it's, it's hollowed out because you never live in the moment. You never, re- or, or you really have genuine, uninterrupted conversations with people. This is why you end up having hundreds of friends on social media. But in reality, you couldn't be more lonely. So when I talk about the death of your social life, I mean just that. Now, the next problem that I'm going to talk about is instant gratification. Now, on social media, if you send a message now, it's delivered now. If someone sends you a text, you receive it now. Everything happens instantaneously. Now, the problem with this is let's go into the real world now. When, when you get a job, you don't become a CEO on the first day. You have to work like for many years before you can even think about getting an executive position. Or let's even talk about education. You don't just get a degree like now. First, you must go to primary school. Then you must go to high school. Then you can only start getting a degree. So it's a long, lengthy process. Let's, or even let's talk about, um, let's say, starting a business. When you start a business, it takes years of hustling, of, of you know, making deals, of, of networking, of blood and sweat and persistence before that business actually becomes successful. You don't come up with an idea for a business now and then it becomes a multi-billion dollar corporation now. Life just doesn't work like that. Even when it comes to success, success is achieved over the long term. It's not something that you do now and receive now. So the problem now with social media is because we're so used to getting things quickly and, and getting them instantly, that you have a generation of people who are growing up, who have no patience, who, who, who are not willing to persist and, and, and stick things out, even though it might take long, who, who, who have willpower. And this is all because they're used to getting things now, and they want it now. But life just, unfortunately, doesn't work like that. And that's the problem with the instant gratification that we receive from the internet and social media. The JJC Podcast Experience in partnership with the Red Radio. Now, we're going to talk about the addiction. If I ask you something, if you have, if you have a, an eight-year-old child, will you allow that eight-year-old child to gamble? Will, will you allow them to smoke? Will you allow them to drink? Will you, will you allow them to take cocaine or even heroin? Obviously, any sane parent will say no. 
But then here, here's, here's the interesting part, guys. Here's the very interesting part. These things release a chemical called dopamine or the feel-good chemical. And guess what else releases dopamine? You guessed it. Social media, guys. So we, we, we don't allow our children to snort cocaine at age 8 or even, you know, at any age because it's bad for you. But we allow them to, 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 to give them cell phones and we allow them to actually access social media, which is the same as snorting cocaine. Do you see the problem here? And that's why you see people on their phones and literally they're on their phones 24-7 because it is a literal addiction. It is just as dangerous as allowing an eight-year-old to put a cigarette in his mouth and smoke. So now, in conclusion, what I'm going to say is this, this the, the, the internet and social media, if, not, if we're not careful, it can, it, it, it can lead to the possible loss of our humanity. It can, it, it can lead to people forgetting or even not knowing how to interact with their fellow humans. So how do we avoid this? Well, I, I like talking about something called an internet life balance. This is basically the equilibrium between the amount of time you spend online and the amount of time you spend on, um, in, re in reality. So you must just keep that in check. And then the next thing we can do is, um, I don't know about other um, cell phones, but on iPhones, there's this weekly report you get on screen time. And I, I think that is an amazing idea because we get to see how much time we spend on different applications. Like, personal example, um, on one of my um, reports that I got on one of the weeks, it said I spent 11 hours on WhatsApp. Can you imagine? 11 hours. Can you imagine what I could have done in that 11 hours that my fingers are on my phone? I could have created some cure for a disease. I mean, that is a lot of time. I mean, I'm sure you can even give birth in 11 hours, but I was here on WhatsApp. So can you see just how dire the situation is? So for me, I'm pro the screen time idea. And the next thing that I'm going to say is, I think we must actively put away our phones when you're with people. Because I believe that the conversation that you're going to have with that person is way more valuable than getting a, 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 a temporary moment of instant gratification online or on social media. So, in, in, to, to close off now, I like talking about the internet as being trapped in a room with the lion. Now, at first, when, when this lion is a cub and is still young, we love it and we care for it. But eventually, as it grows older, we start to become more vigilant and aware of its dangers and, and, and we start to take notice of it. So now, at first, when the internet was created, humans fall in love instantly with it. But as we progress deeper into the 21st century, we are starting to become more vigilant of its negative effects. Then we will come to the point where either we tame the lion and control it, or it devours us and we lose control of it. So just like the lion, the internet has the potential to be a deadly weapon unless we can control it and 
harness its positive attributes. The choice is ours. Just like the lion growing up, the internet is a potential ticking time bomb. If we wait too long to study its negative effects in detail and act on that knowledge, then that bomb will explode. We will have, we will have a generation of young people growing up who have lost the ability to communicate with their fellow humans. They will have lost the ability to live in the moment. And more importantly, they might have lost something way more important. They might have lost their humanity. This is the rent we pay for living on the internet. This podcast was brought to you by the Johannesburg Junior Council in partnership with Red Radio.